Don't know if you're much of a baseball fan, Richard, but I got the manager of the Sanford Spinners as our guest next week. Oh yeah. If uh, they're 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 off to a good start. I've seen that. Um, I like minor league baseball quite a bit. I go to see, uh, I used to go watch the uh, Bud Cats. Oh, yeah. Lived on the other side of Raleigh. Uh, and we went to a Durham Bulls game last summer and had a lot of fun. It's a nice park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This I've never quite... been to a Spinners game. I mean, it's going to be a lot better when they can move into that sports complex that I'm just trying to uh-huh. Supportive of them now, you know, while they're getting up, getting their feet on the ground. It's it's at Southern Lee High School, so it's more of a, a lot of young families kind of environment, and which is fine. But when they get into a proper stadium, even if it is just a little one, I think it is going to be a really cool thing for Sanford to have. Do they sell beer? Uh, no, because it's at Southern Lee. Ah, well, uh. technically the so the the ball fields at Southern Lee, the baseball fields are actually not on Southern Lee property. That's a County park called tramway park. I think when they move on to the, into the sports complex, they'll be able to sell beer and have food trucks and yeah, you know, probably other amenities that come along with, you know, paying to get into a baseball game. Uh-huh. So that's probably two years away, but yeah, at least. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. But um, that that process is slowing down a little bit. They had it on the fast track, you know, mm-hmm. but the this mix up with the design process has has slowed things down just a little bit. I think there's been a mix up with the design process. Well, I mean this this uh, issue with uh, which which uh, you know they had several they had what three different layouts of yeah. it. And um, I think there was some confusion on the part of some people as to which one of those three they were going to go with. And that's, that's been a bit of a, an issue. And then I think there's also been a, a little bit of a, an issue with getting the contract uh, for the designer done. Mm-hmm. That usually takes about three weeks. Not that last report, um, they were at the six week level that was almost two weeks ago and it still had not been executed by the county. So, uh, you know, when it gets in the hands of the attorneys, it it takes forever. Do you think that this year's election, you know, if there's any change in the partisan makeup of the board, do you think that that could cause any slowdown or. I don't think so. I think this, this, it has good, of bipartisan support on the mm-hmm. board. And I've not heard anything from any of the commission candidates about uh, the park being, an, uh, you know, being an issue. So uh, I think it's, you know, this horse is out of the gate now and it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, getting it around the track. So um, I think this issue with the contract is just a little bit of a stumble at the, at the beginning, but you know, this is typical of construction contracts, especially for a big project like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also ran into some uh, design problems, I think uh, because of the, uh, 
there's a certain amount of, of land on that um, piece of property that has to be preserved as wetlands um, because that's what it is. And uh, that, um, that also has become an issue, I think, for them and enforcing that, that redesign process. So I see, I see. So our guest this week is Oscar Moreno, who is uh, Director of Physician Services for Central Carolina Hospital. Is that correct? That is correct. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've had some guests from CCH in the past uh, come to us just to, you know, to talk about things, things that may be new that the hospital's offering or things that people maybe don't know about. And through email, you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned kind of several things that, uh, that, uh, that were, that were new, new providers in OBGYN, cardiology, family practice, general surgery. Do you just want to kind of tell us about those things? Sure. Um, we, I, I am in charge of all of the outpatient services. So all of the clinics that we have in the community with the name Central Carolina in them, mm-hmm. we have a wide array of services that we offer. Our primary one that we have is our family practice physicians. We have quite a few of them. We have some that have been here in the community for quite a while, uh, Dr. O'Donnell and Dr. McConville. Then we have some newer physicians that have been here. Um, they've been here for a while, but not as long. We have Dr. Caldwell and Dr. Cates and Dr. Parker McConville as well. And then we just made a few new recent hires. We have some new physicians and nurse practitioners coming in, and we're really excited excited to have them on board as well with us, uh, family practice. You mentioned that we have uh, OB services, and we are excited for that. We have um, he, He's been with us for almost a year now, Dr. Berliner. And he, so his specialty, specialty is gynecology oncology. That's a mouth, uh, mouthful yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're building him a, a new wonderful team. We have some new nurse midwives and we have a new nurse practitioner that are helping him to see patients there and building just a, a, wonderful, a wonderful team of providers. Are these now... You, these are not people who are at the Central Carolina Hospital facility. These are these people are in offices and, and buildings, you know, throughout the community. Is that correct? That is correct. We have various various clinics that they work at. We have one in Broadway. We have one on 87 South, a little bit past the Walmart, and then we have some on Wicker Street and just scattered throughout the community. Um, easy access for individuals. And all of these practices that we have, our family family practice, our general surgery, cardiology, they all link together. So when you go from one to the other, they have all of your records. If you need to have a surgery or you need to go to the hospital, they're able to pull up all of your records there for just uh, streamlined continuity of care. How important is it for you guys to have people understand CCH to be more than the Central Carolina Hospital, but you know, a a network of, of providers throughout the community. It's important. If you go to our family practice, let's say you're, you're seeing Dr. O'Donnell, one of our internal medicine doctors, and you start having symptoms of a heart attack over the weekend and you need to go to the hospital while you're at the hospital, that hospital can contact your physician 
and he can come in or give immediate access to your full medical history to make sure that everyone has what they need to be able to provide the quickest and best quality of care possible. If um, you need to see a general surgeon, it's just a very quick transfer of records, quick phone call, we're easier just to, it's easy for us to streamline that process. Right, right. Hey, hey Oscar, do you find that, um, do you find that there are a lot of people, uh, maybe particularly the uh, older population, um, when they when they think of even minor ailments, are they still think hospital first and an emergency room, and maybe aren't always aware of these other services that are available to them? And if if that's still a, a, the case, and if that's still a problem, um, how do you go about uh, changing the way they think when it comes to seeking immediate care? It's a little bit of both. We have quite a few people who think that the emergency room is the best option for just small little issues and then vice versa, where if they're having symptoms of a heart attack or stroke, they want to come to the office. The best way to think of that is the office is for something that doesn't need immediate care. So if you've got a little bellyache or got a little muscle pain, then you would want to go to the, the clinic. But if you're having the, the droopy face, if you're having chest pain, something that needs someone to look at it immediately, that's when you'd want to go to the hospital for that care. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned these, these various new providers. How frequently is Central Carolina Hospital and the network, how frequently are y'all adding um, new providers and new services? We are constantly evaluating the community needs. We have um, a, a wonderful CEO here and a wonderful chief nursing officer that inform me of visits that are happening at the hospital. So if there's a new specialty that we need, we start exploring that. I watch the reasons that people come into our office and see if we need to add specialists on that. I watch the volumes in the office to see if we need to add another physician so patients can get in sooner. We're always looking at ways to provide better services to our community. Stanford is experiencing some wonderful growth right now. We have all these industries moving in and we are working with them and our Chamber of Commerce to make sure that we're fulfilling the future growth needs of the community as well. Is there any interface? I mean, you mentioned just now that you're working with Stanford, but um, is there any face with local government, particularly like the, uh, like the, the Lee County Health Department on, I, I know they do a community assessments of, of their own type. And do you work with them and, and look at that data that, that they uh, come up with? We do. We work hand in hand with them. I have contracts, affiliation agreements with the health department. For example, our OB providers go to the health department once a week. Our, some of our physicians help with the health department in various levels, uh, medical director, local sports teams, and we work together to evaluate those needs and build off of that. Is there, I mean, is there anything that that you would want the general public to know either in, you know, in real broad terms or real specific terms about um, the level of service that, that, you, that you all at CCH are able to provide? Our mission is to make communities healthier. We would love for our community to be aware of their own health, eat healthy, exercise, keep your, if you have an appointment with your physician, 
keep it. Let's stay on top of your health and that's help ensure, ensure that you're staying healthy. Make sure you're taking your medications. We are struggling with the same thing that every other industry is struggling with and that, that staffing. Yeah. And so if you can stay on top of your medications and know a week ahead of time that you're going to need a refill, let us know a week ahead of time. So that way we can make sure we can get you what you need before you run out. It's important to keep your appointment. If you can't keep it, call us to let us know that you can't keep it so we can get somebody else in and then schedule you for the next available appointment. Uh, you brought up an interesting point that, you know, that staffing is an issue for everybody right now. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like in your industry? Sure. There is a huge growth in population and we hire certified professionals to work in our offices and our schools cannot put out students fast enough to fill those roles. So our staff is stretched to make sure we're fulfilling all of our patient demands and anything that our patients can do to help us out there. Again, if you know you're running low on medication, give us a good week's heads up so we can get that filled for you. If you're going to cancel your appointment, let us know a few days ahead of time so we can accommodate that for you as well. Okay, great. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? Sanford's a great community. I'm fairly new here. I actually moved here from Sanford, Florida. So if you're Googling Sanford and it comes up Florida, that's where I moved here from. It's a wonderful town. There's a little ice cream shop down the road here. Uh, Yarbrough's, it was the first place I ate when I moved here. Oh, yeah. Wonderful community, wonderful people, very excited to be a part of the community and here to help make our communities healthier. We're excited. Yeah, we, used to, we, we used to always have, um, when, when we used to work at the Sanford Herald, the newspaper here in town, and we used to always have uh, um, emails that would come to us from people in Sanford, Florida, because the newspaper in Sanford, Florida was also called the Herald. <laughs> And we used to always get like we would get these really weird letters to the editor about about the mayor wrong mayor's wrongdoings or or something going on in city government or anything. We would just look at it and go, what in the heck are they talking about? Like this doesn't. And then we would figure it out eventually that uh, oh yeah, this is this is meant for Sanford, Florida. And then and uh, digging, we also learned that uh, um, there was also a Lee County around there as well. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple other similarities that I don't recall off the top of my head, but but yeah, I've. I've learned a lot about Sanford, Florida, since I've been in Sanford, North Carolina. <laughs> I'll it never. Is a... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Oh, it's I... a wonderful community. I've been very impressed with it. Great. I'll, yeah, I'll never forget the time in 2008 that I spent about half a day chasing a rumor that Mitt Romney was coming to Sanford to campaign <laughs> for the presidency. <laughs> and it turned out to be completely true, just wrong Sanford. Well, Richard, you had a uh, you had a pretty big one last night um, with uh, with the announcement that Dr. Dr. Lynn Smith is stepping away from the school board. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? Sure. Uh, Dr. Smith has been around for uh, since 2007. So that was 15 years. And he is the longest uh, serving member on the current board. Um, and uh, he had decided that he had uh, he'd had enough. I think 
in a couple of ways. One was uh, uh, 15 years is a long time to, to go to meetings every month and sometimes several meetings a month. Um, and if you're on committee meetings, as uh, most members of the board are, then, you know, that is several meetings a month. And um, his uh, two of his grandchildren have now graduated from uh, Lee County Schools, and he had the privilege of walking across the stage with them when they received their diploma. Uh, he has another grandchild who's in the eighth grade. So uh, that child won't walk across the stage for another few years. And um, he said he would be near 90 years old at that time, and he didn't want to have to, uh, he didn't think he might not be able to make it. Uh, so um, that's part of it. And another part, I think he's just, he's tired of some of the, the politics that have crept into the school system over the past few years. When he was elected uh, in his own right uh, in 2008, uh, that was a nonpartisan election. And um, some years ago, I think maybe 10 years ago, when Mike Stone represented um, this county in the state legislature, uh, he sponsored a bill to, to make the change to make it uh, partisan. So it's now um, the elections are conducted by party. Legislation so, that uh, is uh, an important part of the rant's origin story. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think after a while, you know, the, the, you know, fighting in that arena wears you down. It was a great story. Uh, Dr. Smith has been a part of this community for uh, so many years. He um, was appointed to the board in 2007 to fill a vacancy and was elected in his own right in 2008. He's the longest current serving board member uh, on the school board. And um, I think it was uh, interesting at last night's meeting, the chair of the school board, Sandra Bowen, who's a Republican, and uh, Dr. Smith was um, a registered Democrat. Uh, she said that she'd locked horns with him a few times over the years, uh, but that uh, he had contributed uh, so much to what the board has been able to do um, and I think that says a lot when you have someone of another party who's willing to give you a good tip of the hat yeah. uh, at the conclusion of your service. And uh, she was just very magnanimous in uh, her um, her remarks about Dr. Smith's service. And uh, um, he uh, just uh, was a great interview for me to do. I, I, I do quite a few of these um, during the course of the year. And uh just one of the most pleasant interviews I think that I've ever done. Um, just a, a wonderful fellow who's contributed in so many different ways to the life of this community. And uh, it, it's a loss to the school board to, to see him go. Uh, we'll find out in a few days, hopefully, who his replacement is going to be. And uh, that's up to the local Democratic Party. They have 30 days to do that. And uh, I don't expect them to take 30 days to make that appointment. Um, I anticipate they'll certainly have it done by the next school board meeting, but we'll be watching carefully as to who that is and let our folks uh, who follow us know both here and uh, uh, on the website and in the print edition. You know, I was thinking about it and obviously he's the longest current serving board of education member, but I'm struggling to think of 
uh, more than a couple elected officials in the county who have been serving for longer than he has. I can think of maybe one on the city council in J.D. Williams. There, I think there's a couple in Broadway that may have been on the Broadway Town Council who have been in public service beyond 2007. But beyond that, I, I can't really think of any. It hadn't come to my mind before he announced his his retirement that there were, you know, there's just not very many people who have been in public service longer than he has. Robert Reeves Sr. on the county commission, I guess. Yeah. He's been around for about 30 years or yeah. so, I think. Uh, but, you know, people come and go yeah. uh, in politics and uh, the the players change. The game is the same, but the players change. And uh, to have somebody like him who, um, and, and he's unique in the sense that um, he, a lot of the people that he treated as patients uh, in his orthodontics practice have now grown up and uh, they have taken their place as leaders here in Sanford. I, I don't think he'd mind, and they would mind, mind mentioning a couple of them. Uh, Pat McCracken, who sits on the school board, um, is was one of his former patients, and he mentioned that last night during his remarks. Mm -hmm. uh, Chet Mann, who's the, the current mayor of Sanford, who's uh, outgoing in August, was also one of his patients. Um, and uh, to see... Uh, uh, from his vantage point as a school board member to watch those kids go across the stage and know uh, what they've been through during their, their 12 years or more of schooling and know that so many of those um, kids will, will come back to this community and uh, after college uh, or after a work career or even during their work careers, they'll, they'll contribute to the life of this community for years to come. I got a story tonight coming out um, about the, uh, the new Fonda Lapita. Oh yeah, one of the best yeah. new, new restaurants in America is moving into bigger digs. Yeah, and uh, the story, which uh, by the time this comes out, the story will be out, um, but the story pretty much um, talks about why they're moving to the new location. And uh, the obvious reason is because the current location is so small. And if customers do have any complaints about current Fondalapita, it's wait times and, and not having much of an opportunity to eat while you're there. She said a lot of customers say um, they love their food. They just wish they could eat it when it was hot you know, because right. a lot of people have to take it home. Um, so with this new place, um, which is the former Pizza Inn. And I think it was also, uh, it was a um, it was a sushi place for a very short time. Yeah, it was called Oishi, but the sign made it look like it was called <laughs> <laughs> So a bit of a, maybe not a cursed location, but a location that has not been able to uh, to hold a restaurant for for the, the past decade. But um, they're moving in in there. They've completely revamped it. Um, and uh, you already see the mural on the outside. Uh, they hope to move in by the end of this month. That and, it, or it, by the early July. The exterior, if you haven't seen it, looks really great. I encourage everybody yeah. to drive by. I think it's a, a positive addition to that part of Sanford's main drag. So changes will be uh, is that their current menu is is uh is ever revolving it's pretty much you go in there today you get whatever they're cooking that day 
she said one of the big changes here was they'll they will have more of a static menu and it will be um most of their their items will be available daily now and they're going to add a few things too she said um and and i laughed when she said this because i can't believe anybody would go inside this place and request this but she said we have a lot of people who come in and ask for more of the americanized mexican food like hard tacos and things like that and we're just not going to do that <laughs> and and yeah, and just like who would walk into that place and say, you know, I can use a taco right now or or something like that. I just that boggles my mind that that would be like walking into uh, um, uh, I can't even think, uh, you know, walking into Angus Barn up in Raleigh and say, you know, really wish you guys did the Big Mac. That would be great. Yeah, all got chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But she said they're not going to do that, but they are going to add a few things from some of their Raleigh locations. Um such as uh, enchiladas, which perked my attention, and uh, um, guacamole. So um, so there will be a few new additions there, but uh, it's exciting. This is a really good place. And, and she said um, the buzz they got from that eater.com article last year just did wonders. She said their business was, was going great when it happened, and then it just it, it exploded after that. And she said it hasn't really even let up. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I bet they're like printing money, you know. And and then the uh, the other news from the story is that they will be um, keeping the old location and turning it into something else. But I'll, I'll save that for the article. Oh, that's what I was most interested in finding out. But I have to wait for you. Your... Have to read. You have to read it. it. All it lacks is me going by and getting a photo of the mural, and I'm gonna do that on the way home today. Very cool. Yep. You could turn Billy into a food critic, you know? I yeah. would yeah. love, I would absolutely love that. One of Some of the f- most favorite things I've done, and I want to do more of it in the past for the rant, is I, I'll do like, um, I'll just do like fast food articles, you know, like when, when KFC came out with the chicken sandwich that was, the bread was the chicken <laughs> so, yeah. and it had bacon and cheese in the middle of it I, and writing about stuff like that, but, or ranking the sweet tea in Sanford. Um, that, that stuff's a lot of fun. And it, it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of, um, it gets a lot of hits. So the, the one thing you can't do in this town is you can't really be a food critic because uh, nobody wants to go to a bad place and, and write something negative and put them out of business. I never want to do that. I just want to be a food celebrator i want to go around and talk about what's good and and there there there's a there's room for that too i did did that with that series just before we went to print but we had the rant oh yeah yeah the rant for lunch yeah yeah and i just tried to pick you know the 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 you know each each place is kind of iconic dish is what i looked at and i think i did it for half of a year which constituted it was it was 26 weeks and I did 25 restaurants and then I did the uh little chicken salad and crackers that I got from the Lidl when we had the hurricane. <laughs> but uh let's let's do more of that because uh I, I, I'm I'm all up for that kind of content. The, there's never everybody everybody likes food. And so um well let's return that. And, oh, and the other thing is they're gonna give us a, a first look whenever um whenever they get oh, their inspection completed before they open they said we're we're, we're going to be invited to come by and and uh and take some photos and people like that too so great yep 
Well, we're down to a minute and a half. Um, do, you want to, do we have a lightning round of <laughs> of, of final things? Uh, good month for the rant. We're um, we're doing well. I'm a little worried about this recession coming up, but uh, but um, but especially hitting Sanford at, at a time when when everything's going so well and and all these homes are are being built. Uh, yeah. It looks like we have a recession coming up and I just, I'm worried that that's going to hit a little harder here, but hope not. I hope, I hope, uh, the, you know, the, we, we survived COVID pretty well. I hope, um, I hope we do the same with this. The 2008 recession hit pretty hard here, but I think some things have changed structurally that maybe will make us a little more prepared to weather it in better fashion. Right. Yeah. The commissioners meet Monday night and on the agenda is an appointment to the CCCC Board of Trustees that will be very controversial. So uh, watch and see what happens. Yes, we will be looking forward to that.